Welcome to the Home-Based Travel Agent Show. I'm Barry Kantz, your host, and this is show number 446. Today we're talking with Cindy Harrison, and we're discussing how important social media is for your business, and how you can best use social media to promote your travel business. Now I want to add a note here, and in show number 440, we talked about traveling different with Don Barkley. Don has a book, and it's just been published, and the book is of the same title, Traveling Different. And I want to let you know that the book is now available on Amazon.com. So if you want to know more about traveling with special children, such as children with autism, please check out Dawn's book on Amazon. Or if you haven't listened to show number 440, I encourage you to do so and then consider ordering Dawn's book, Traveling Different. Okay, I'm thrilled that you're joining us for today's show. And in today's show, we will learn some ins and outs of using social media to promote your business. If you have questions or comments, please drop me an email at barry at hometravelagent.net or check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash HBTAS, the initials for the Home-Based Travel Agent Show. And I'd love to have a comment or two over there from you. That would be appreciated. Okay, let's just get on with the show. Here we go. Well, it's my pleasure and my honor to uh, welcome a guest today. First of all, we were chatting a little bit prior to the starting the recording here. You know, I've interviewed guests from Australia and California, all over the, the world. And as we were chatting, Cindy is a neighbor almost she's right she's probably 20 miles away 25 miles <laughs> away from where we are so kind of an amazing coincidence that that i thought was good but anyhow the my guest today is cindy harrison she is the founder and ceo of the pawnbroker network i found that an, an interesting name and it sparked some interest but what we're going to talk about today we're not going to talk about pawnbrokers that's that's a little bit distance from the travel trade, but we're going to sure. talk about social media. And I want to have Cindy give us a little bit about her background, and then we can talk about social media and how all that might fit into the travel business. Cindy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, neighbor. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> well, as 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 you mentioned, I, I do now specialize in the the pawnbroking industry and around the pawnbroking industry and i i think what caused me to try to focus on that niche is i've spent my career working with entrepreneurial leaders so what what's always fascinating to people is that i really i didn't grow up in the pawn industry i wasn't at all familiar with it until about seven years, well, no, it's been about a dozen years ago now that I walked into a pawn shop that happened to be the subject of a reality television show. It's sort of a long story, but I ended up going to work for those guys. And what was wonderful about that experience, there were so many things that were wonderful about that experience, but one of them was that I got to meet at a very high level 
entrepreneurial leaders that work in and around the pawn industry from all over the world. And because of the fact that I was always accompanying these very high level professional pawnbrokers, they would just open up their back door to us. And, you know, I would, I would always just soak it in like a sponge was fascinating. But the truth of the matter is that uh, I'm just fascinated by people who are driven to chart their own course and entrepreneurial leaders. So I, I'm excited to share some of the lessons that I have learned, particular to social media over the years, because running a business is difficult enough. We have enough to worry about. And so social media really shouldn't be one of them. So hopefully I'll, I'll be able to share some things I've learned over the course of, of time. Yeah, great. It's always a challenge, a challenge for any business is to get those clients in the front door, so to speak, or to speak marketing language, you know, get them at the top of your sales funnel and eventually get them down to being a client through that funnel. But that that challenge is getting those clients interested in you. And how how should people go about that? You're right. I, I think the key phrase that I like to use is, Revenue comes from relevance. So we have to make sure that we are communicating the fact that we have the authority and relevance in the subject that they are looking for, which in this case would be travel. And it's interesting because since you and I have connected, you know, travel can be really intimidating. And I hear a lot of, especially now, I, I just read... A, it was an article online just in the past week or so about someone who was 93 years old, had booked her own travel, and was now in this cycle of it being canceled, and it's postponed, and it's this and it's that. She's kind of getting the runaround, and they keep saying, well, we'll apply your credits to a future trip. And she's like, I'm 93, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really limited window. So I think the, the relevance piece for your audience is so key and it's so important because a home-based travel agent in my mind is someone who is a guide who can help navigate the the many I would imagine that travel planning especially for extensive trips has probably never been more challenging for consumers and so I think relevance start with that so there's a lot you can do to establish yourself as an authority that doesn't require so much work because I would imagine this is a very detail-oriented field and you guys are, you're navigating your, your own way, right? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> very true. And it's funny, I, I read an article this morning about uh, a lady who, who became a travel agent after her interest in travel. She spent an extended time, period of time traveling abroad and then she came home and and she's from New York City, I believe it was. And she says, why am I doing this job I don't like? Why don't I do something that, that really connects with me? And that was a travel business, and she got into it. And, you know, with the pandemic and all. But she's, the article stressed that post-pandemic, people are now more aware that it's difficult to book travel. You have changes in airline, uh, airline cancellations. Things change in, the, in different countries. The rules change. There are so many ongoing changes that it's very difficult for an individual without connections to to manage that. 
And that's, that's, right. that's where the travel agent or the travel advisor, as they now like to be called, I'm dating my show, Home Travel Agent, but it's, it's home travel or travel advisors, I guess. But anyhow, you know, to manage those issues, you need someone that's a professional, has the connections and that type of thing. And I think that falls in line with when you say relevance, what, what makes you relevant? And those nowadays, that is certainly something that makes a, a travel advisor relevant is the ability Absolutely. to help people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that that sort of is where we should start probably is, you know, content. So you hear people talk about anytime you read anything about social media, uh, you're going to hear the word content. So what the heck is content? So content really just refers to messages. They are either by text, like the written word, or by video, by audio. And usually it's a combination of all of those. And for travel particularly, it's such an experiential product or service that we really need to make sure that whatever content we're producing is tapping into all five of those senses as best we're able. I think of, uh, for you guys, an example. I have a friend who is, as I sit here, right now in a hacienda in Mexico, and she just sent me a quick video, and she was pulling a lemon off of a lemon tree right outside of her bedroom window, and she took a big snip of it. Well, I could almost smell that. It was such a rich image. And I thought, you know, I thought, oh gosh, I've got to be really sure to mention that when I'm talking to you guys today about content because it's it's all about making sure that as we are able we tap into that experience that feeling like what does a trip booked through you feel like and so you can convey that through obviously video but video can be really intimidating people i work with small business owners all the time and they're like i don't like the way i look i don't like the way i sound i don't like uh, and we have this paradigm that video has to be some sort of you know, uh, <laughs> talking head, and it does not at all. It can be a simple pan um, where you just take your camera and move it across a landscape. It can be any number of things, but it, it can be any content that captures the experience. So I think that visual video content would be really, really important. And I think it's also really nice to mix uh, still imagery because sometimes people really want to drink in the rich you know i i really enjoyed seeing her pull that lemon off of that tree but i didn't want to see a quick video of the entire garden i would have preferred to really have a still photo that i can focus in on i want to i want to drink this in and then of course the text that would accompany that if it were a social post instead of just a text between friends would have talked about the experience of it the location of it and how it feels to escape to this destination so i think if we can always be looking to mix up the content and then finally it's increasingly you know TikTok is a social media platform that we hear a lot about and it's very very video focused but the truth is that TikTok is really a big part of their algorithm is based as much on sound as it is on the, the video. And so we want to make sure that where we can, and that can just be a simple matter of overlaying some, some music 
in addition to the video that we produce. Now, all of this is starting to sound really intimidating and complicated, and you're like, oh my gosh, Cindy, I'm not a videographer. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, all of us have really everything that we need in our pocket all the time. No matter where your audience consumes their content, it's a great idea to start with the Meta Suite, Facebook and Instagram, because they have a lot of free tools that anyone, any novice can use to create some pretty visually rich content. So when I say things like you drop a video with music overlay, that sounds like I am trying to, you know, overcomplicate things. It's actually very, very simple with Instagram Reels. And Facebook has a great tutorial section that you could just easily find on the Facebook Business Center. So it's not as difficult as it initially sounds. Yeah, that story of the lemon, that's perfect. You know, that, that, that does, that invokes an experience, the smell. Knowing that she's in Mexico, it even invokes some emotion, uh, which, is, sure. which is good. I mean, travel advisors sell experiences and emotion is rolled right into that, you know, that experience. Um, yeah. You know, watch TV, watch commercials sometimes. They're not necessarily focusing on product. They're focusing on experiences and emotions uh, when they're selling a product. You're exactly right. And and I, I do think that yours, uh, your, your audience is very, very experiential. So so you're right. We need to convey convey that feeling, you know, what it's all about. And so what my friend did is if I were a travel agent and she were sharing that with me, then that's called user-based um, content, user-generated content. What's nice about that is any of us, no matter how, you know, I would imagine your audience are all travelers themselves, right? I mean, you sure. don't become a travel agent because you like enjoy staying in one spot. You, <laughs> yep, exactly. You're also hopping the globe all the time. But you're not everywhere all at once. And so when you can, I think that would be as far as content generation, that would be my number one piece of advice is to engage with your audience at the outset and let them know, I would like you to send me content that you are comfortable with me sharing. And most people are more than happy to. Some will say, I'm happy for you to share my photos. Please don't share my name. And that's perfectly fine. But you have content that you didn't have to create. And they may see things just like the two of us could stand and look at, you know, the, the coastline of Lake Michigan, and you, which is very close to where we are right now. That's right. You and I would describe it differently. If both of us took a picture, we would capture different pieces and parts of that. So you want to have, I mean, if you really want to have a broad range of content, then get it from the people that you engage with and, and have them describe to you. Some of your clients will be foodies. Some are not at all. Some will be hikers. Some will be shoppers. And so you're going to, if you want 360 degrees of that travel experience, then the best way is to engage with the folks who are on the user end of it. Absolutely. Going back a little bit, you know, that phone that you have in your pocket, it's really a camera with a phone attached. Nowadays, the cameras in those phones are just fantastic. You know, one of the things that, that happens is 
that you got this great camera in your pocket. You got this this great video device. You can take videos with it. And it's awareness. I think you have to be aware that you have a lot of power there in your pocket to take photos and take videos. But then also along with that, you have to be aware of what kind of photos and videos that you want to take. So when you're walking down a beach or whatever, you need to be aware of those things that can strike some emotion in the other person, like your friend with a lemon. She she was aware that that's going to be a moment for you that probably makes you wish that you were there with her. Right. Yeah. But those moments, the point is those moments you really have to be aware of and then take take advantage of that great piece of equipment that you have in your pocket. Right, right. You're right. And and once you have this this catalog of this type of rich experiential content, two things. First, you can repurpose it. So the great tragedy of going to a lot of trouble to create good content is so many times it feels like, wow, we did all this for a Facebook post. So I'm going to talk about uh, some more efficiencies of content in just a moment. But, but the other thing too is your future clients will want to be a part of this community. So now instead of it just being Cindy Harrison travel agent, I am your hub, you know, and I am doing travel planning and execution for the spokes of all these different individuals. Now it's a community of travelers. And so when they see uh, my friend Melanie from Mexico, (laughs) (laughs) they're going to want to be a part of that. And they're going to say, oh man, when I get to Mexico, I'm going to send you some videos of what I'm doing there too. And when I get to Europe and when I get to X and I get to Y, and it becomes this very community centered. And so now what you've done is you've moved your positioning, which is great, instead of talking about yourself and your services and your your product, which is, is a service, I suppose, now it's the community is talking about you and they're talking about the experiences that your education and expertise provides. And that's really the, the main goal. So I, w- I would say to really focus on user-generated content. And then for lack of it, like if, if you just sent someone on a wonderful vacation and they went to you know they they took a river cruise through europe even if you don't have that telling that story from the perspective of what it was like for them what brought them to you and telling those those traveler stories from the traveler's perspective is going to establish that relevance because if i am a consumer you know i'm interested in what you do but i'm more interested in how it's going to impact me and so I think that's that's some of the the content tips that that I would offer. So so w- w- what I'm hearing is that on Facebook and and I know there's a lot of temptation to do this, but on Facebook just put up a page say I'm I'm Bill, your favorite travel agent, come and book travel with me because I have great deals. Well, that's probably not going to get you too far. And what I'm hearing you saying is create a community first create the community starting you know with your clients and once you have that community created then people will be drawn into that community people who aren't your clients that gives you the relevance to help those people when they need to travel 
Right. You're exactly right. You know, community cannot, the importance of community cannot be overstated. So remember in, I don't know, high school, we learned about uh, Maslow's, the hierarchy of needs, right? So we as, as human beings, we want to be, we want to be safe and secure, but high on that hierarchy, like I think it, it falls maybe third, right after well-fed and <laughs> sheltered, is we want to belong. We want to belong to a group. Instead of being, I am Bill's customer and I'm going to write him a check and take a trip, we want instead to be like, I'm one of Bill's travelers. I am just like that guy. Did you see that guy who posted where he was jumping off of the, the cliffs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on that trip too. And I'm going to send even cooler pictures. So what we can do, because you're right, sometimes it, it probably would be tempting to post, uh, you know, now booking Christmas cruises or whatever. And I'm not saying that doesn't have its place because at the end of the day, we do have to also inform our audience because if someone's just discovering you and they're just in the, the planning stages, I think one of the biggest, am I right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people in the travel industry have is, oh, you guys charge me a big fee to do all of this travel planning and execution for me. You guys are just out of my price range. Is, is that accurate that that's a big misconception? That, that is a big misconception. Travel agents primarily make their money from commissions and the commissions do not add, add to the price that you're paying for. If you go to a big box website and book your travel, or you go to a travel agent and have personal attention and book your travel, the prices between those two are going to be the same or nearly mm. the same. So yes, it, it, it comes from commissions. A lot of travel agents now charge an advisory fee and they're not, they're not exorbitant. And you know, the reason for that is because people will come to a travel agent, get that personal advice and, and kind of get a trip planned and then people are like this then they'll go and sign up on a website for that trip and forget the travel agent so so, wow. so the the advisory fee is coming into play a little bit more nowadays but uh, it's primarily a commission-based uh, business well I think then you know that that gives you the opportunity to diversify your channels right so we've got all these rich user-generated travel stories, and then every now and again, it makes sense, like every third or maybe every fifth, and I'm not saying you have to have some strict calendar, but every so often, take a break from that and explain and inform and teach. I, I understand misunderstood businesses. 90% of American consumers have never done business in the businesses that I primarily work with. So I can tell you, it's really important that your marketing has to inform and remind people, here is how, here's, here's full transparency. Here's why you should trust me. Here's why other people trust me. So because I'm an authority in travel planning and here are the risks and benefits and all of that. So a little bit of explainer content goes a really long way. Because here's what we know, People will discover you, and we'll talk more about how channels will help with that. People will discover, and nowadays, Facebook pages are very similar to almost a Wikipedia page. So here's what I mean. Remember back in the good old days where all of us had 
Uh, we had never heard of this book of faces, right? And, and we all get on there and we're putting stickers on people's wall and we don't really know what's going on. And suddenly they unveil business pages. And we're like, hot diggity. We all create a business page. And I'll be darned, every single thing that you post as a business goes out to every single person who's ever liked your business page. It was like the heyday. Well, those days are long gone. <laughs> They've monetized business pages now and organic reach is not what it used to be. So for that reason, a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs can get really, really discouraged and they'll post something and they'll go, man, I only got three likes on that. Here I had this great piece of content. I had this beautiful sunrise picture and I told this long and you know, I spent a lot of time on this post uh, and I really worked hard at the content and I got three likes. This really isn't worth it. And I understand that because it's very frustrating, trust me. But the truth of the matter is what we know is that people are increasingly using these social media channels as a reference. So in other words, they find out about Bill's travel service and they will go and they'll search out on Facebook. Well, who is this guy and what's he all about? And they will peruse your content there. It's almost like they will just pull it up as if it were a, you know, the old trifold brochures that we all yep. once had. And they'll go through and they'll say, ah, look at these, look at these photos and these posts and this informational content. And you need to always keep in mind that in posting and sharing regular content, you are demonstrating with itness. And I don't even think that's a real word. But with itness just simply means you are with it. You are, um, because no one wants to do business with someone who, especially nowadays, we're, trust is high with your audience and their clients, right? I need to really know that you understand technology. You are a with it professional. And if I go to your Facebook page and I see you haven't posted in some time, then I am going to question whether or not you are all together up on technology. So I think it's a real argument for making sure that you're posting it on channels where the consumer will be looking for you. That falls into a thought that I have, and that's demographics. Mm. TikTok, you know, we talked about TikTok. That's a totally different demographic than Facebook. Is that, is that correct? It is. It, it is. And it's emerging. And it's funny because, you know, um, these social, we all remember when Instagram, so when Facebook was new, it was the, the young people, right? And then that age, uh, I, I don't know which, which way would that go on a graph, but the, the demographic of the Facebook audience grew older in just a simple way of saying it. So now people, whereas at one time, Facebook was like, I don't know, like, 18 year olds they were like teenagers now the common denominator of facebook are people closer to our age you know the 35 and up so it is interesting that these different audiences do absolutely have different different demographics and so TikTok is like the new shiny object. It's very, very visual. I'm sure there are in fact just in preparing for today I did find some influencers who are big on TikTok and 
I think, I think TikTok is a really, really important channel for consideration. For me personally, I tend to, and TikTok's not brand new, it's the newest, but when people ask me about TikTok, I just, I use really the same advice that I use for any of these other channels. Make sure that you master the tried and true before you embark on the new and novel. Hmm. So in other words, what we know about Facebook and Instagram is they feel old now. <laughs> Even though there are some of us who remember a world pre-social media altogether, <laughs> yeah. but they, they feel old, right? And so they, they may feel static. So I can see someone who's newly embarking on social media for their business going, you know what, I'm not even going to bother because it's all the, the middle-aged folks there. I think that's a mistake. I think mastery of the meta suite, both Facebook and Instagram, is important for a number of reasons. And one of them, one, probably one of the biggest ones, is that content creation tools that are there. It, it's a great way to feel like you are becoming a content expert just using the free things that they supply with with reels. So it's a really easy place to get your feet wet. And it is inarguable that I don't pretend to know about the audience demographics of every person that will be listening to this podcast. But my guess is if they are the type of people who have the disposable income for higher end travel, they are going to be closer to that audience that is on Facebook. I think Facebook is an important first consideration and to really, really work on maximizing that Facebook and particularly Instagram. It's so visually rich. Instagram, to me, if, if I think if a travel agent were to say, okay, I can only prioritize one of these channels, I think my, um, my recommendation would probably be Instagram. But because it's tied to Facebook, there's so much crossover, it, it's almost a no-brainer. Oh, interesting. It's also important that for if there are people who specialize in booking travel on behalf of business, so like a business-to-business travel agent, I think LinkedIn would be a really important channel to make sure that if someone, I can imagine if you work for a giant corporation and you're one of these road warriors, a lot of times they will have an in-house service that they contract with for their, their corporate team. If that were your positioning, then LinkedIn would be an important consideration. TikTok, again, is extremely visual. The learning curve for TikTok content creation is pretty steep because there are so many young people. There are so many people who are literally making their living in the content creation space that the bar is pretty high. So things do go viral on TikTok, but it is an extremely time-consuming endeavor to really build that relevance there. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying no, <laughs> but make sure before you embark there that you are up for what is required of that tried and true before new and novel. What I would like to share too is the most overlooked opportunity for sharing content there are actually two of them. But while we're talking about channels like Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, the most overlooked channel for sharing posts is actually Google My Business. Mm. So your audience, if whether they are home-based or virtual or have a brick and mortar office, they really should invest the time 
in populating and they probably already have a Google My Business page just based on the old Google Maps that everyone has had all this time. Right. If they don't, like I say, if they are, you know, kind of work from a laptop and they're all over the place, then they may not. But that would be my first step when we when we talk about channels. For our clients, and we manage about 18 of them, uh, their Google My Business pages, they we see a six times eyeballs. The word is leaving me, but we see views. <laughs> we see six times the views on a post that we share to Google My Business uh, as compared to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So wow. it's been fascinating to watch. So we're very, very consistent with sharing. If it's worth sharing to Facebook, then that same photo that you, you cannot currently share video content to Google My Business, but that's changing all the time. But I would really encourage folks to claim their business page and start posting their content there. Oh, you know, I, I didn't think of that. And thinking back, when, when I do a search on, on Google, say like travel agents near me and travel agents pop up, I don't necessarily do that kind of a search. But if you're potential clients were looking for you and they, they typed in travel agents near me and then there's, you know, you, you might come up, but there's no information there. And, and I've done that. Right. I've, I've searched for businesses near me and there's no, there's no information. So I'll go to the, I'll go to the one that has the, the information, a website listed, reviews, photos, you know, that, yeah. And I, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think it was that popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it goes back to that with itness, right? So what you just described is what I was talking about when I said we want to demonstrate with itness. I mean, we want to show I'm with it over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, someone could, and it, it's it's really sad, actually. I work with people all the time who are the best in their field, but it's an undertold story. You know, it's like the tree falling in the forest if no one is aware of it. So I, I really think that, again, people get intimidated by Google and they're like, wait, I'm going to post stuff directly to Google. That's so intimidating and Google because Google is Google. No, just start with information to Google My Business. The same pictures that you post on Facebook or elsewhere go go nicely there and um, start there. We, we have to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, I, we were talking a little bit ago about how like frustrating it is to work so hard on this really cool piece of content, and then you post it, and it just scrolls right on by, and it has a very short shelf life. And so that's why I always recommend that we do make sure that no matter how small your business is, you really need a blog site. You need and you need to feed it and water it. So often entrepreneurial business owners will, they'll, they'll just, in the beginning, they'll just hire someone and say, you know, I need a website. And then they really don't keep up with keeping that website fresh. If you are going to all the trouble to generate really engaging social media content, then do yourself a favor and put it on your blog. I'm a pretty prolific blogger and it's, so, I cannot tell you how frequently I will be thinking back to just today. I was working with a state association, like a trade association, and I was trying to think of the quote 
that one of their leaders had given me around a particular event. And I'll be darned, I'm like, I just have to look at my blog. So your blog becomes a resource, not just for you, uh, but there it was. I did a quick, I was sort of being lazy and I just went to Google and I just typed in the key phrases I knew and popped right up. So your, your blog will become a resource for yourself, obviously, but more importantly, it becomes a resource for your that travel audience, that community of travelers that you're building. If you wanted to ask, you know, you, you could even throw in like, hey, Jim, I hope you really enjoyed your trip. If you're willing to submit a blog with maybe 200, 300 words of your trip, a couple of videos and some photography, then I've got a, I don't know, Starbucks gift card for you or a beach towel for you or, or just something. Most people will do it just because they enjoy, again, we want to be a part of community. They enjoy sharing their experience and most folks will do it for darn near nothing just for being asked. You know, that, that brings up a question. You know, on the Facebook page, you are personable and you're sharing content and you're creating this community, but then when someone clicks your link to go to your web page where you sell your product, your travel products, isn't that kind of a jarring experience to go from a community all of a sudden now now you're in this basically a store? And And the question would be, should you combine your blog with your product page? Mm, ah, good question. I think definitely. And it's quite easy. You see that on e-commerce sites all the time. You'll see Zappos is a fantastic example of this. So you can go to Zappos. It reminds me of, I'll tell you, an old example of it were the J. Peterman catalogs. Did you ever take a J. Peterman catalog? No. They used to sell, <laughs> Seinfeld used to talk about them, but they would sell a product, no matter what it was, where it's a hat or a pair of boots or whatever, they would sell a product and then they would tell a story about this product. And so that is, that has, that is a tactic that has been famously used. I think it's a fantastic yeah. idea and it wouldn't be difficult. You know, we're selling, we're selling all-inclusive Bahamas packages. And then under that product, you could easily say, read client stories or read customer stories or whatever the, the verbiage would be. But yeah. yeah, that's a fantastic idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. You know, you just have to keep people engaged and, and maintain your relevance. And that, that would be a way, way to do it and not have that jarring effect to go from a nice community from Facebook into a, a kind of a sterile environment of yeah. a, a website store. So to combine those two things would, would, I think, work well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I just took a, uh, my husband and I just took a cross-country Amtrak train uh, trip, and we, I joined a Facebook group. And for a lot of business models, I recommend a Facebook group, like a community group. I'm not sure that I would necessarily recommend that for travel agents, and I'll tell you why, because what happens is, you lose control of that conversation. Not that we ever have complete control over conversations that are on the, the web. A lot of times, and I myself, for brick and mortar stores, for retailers, I do often recommend uh, user groups. I think for travel specifically, I would probably lean more towards just user-generated content and just centering yourself 
as the, 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 the purveyor of these client stories and testimonials because when you get clients and, and customers talking to one another, you're always going to get those keyboard warriors and you're always going to get those negative naysayers. And that's really not what this, this conversation is all about. So I think that would, if your audience runs across advice, again, even for me, recommending Facebook user groups, I'm not sure that that would be indicated for, for travel particularly. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good, good observation. Facebook has business pages and they have fan pages and they have users user groups and I, I just read an article about this person recommends that you create a fan page if you want to promote yourself is that a, a viable alternative or I'm not even sure what a fan page is well again and these things are shifting and changing all the time I think you just sort of have to question your the business case for the page in in my mind it feels more like a business page just because you'll want to offer information like about yourself and you'll want to again share that content cross it over to instagram a fan page is more people centric so if you wanted we've most of this conversation has been uh, aimed at making your products very centered on the experience that the audience whereas a fan page kind of in my mind at least flips that on its ear it's exactly the opposite so this fan page is all about me 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 so a fan page might be appropriate if you did have a personality centered business which i can imagine you know if you're the name of your business there used to be someone and i would see their commercials actually and it was their family name like take a smith tour of Italy, then if that were the case, then a fan page might be appropriate. But I think a business page would be my recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that clears it up for me. And uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then the last, my final recommendation, although I am happy to answer any questions or anything else you wanted me to follow up on, but is also really put some consideration into email marketing. So email marketing remains one of the most uh, one of the highest returns on investment as far as just marketing tactics comparable uh, across all of them it, the nice thing about email marketing is you have the same it's such a level playing field so you can be either just starting out or, or maybe your business is older but your marketing is newer you have exactly the same opportunity to impact the recipient as like crate and barrel or <laughs> or zappos or one of these huge behemoth brands it's a great top of mind uh, relevance there's all kinds of of insights online i'm always happy to share advice whenever it's sort of a little different uh, mindset than social media marketing but there's tons of great information out there but again you've created this great catalog you've got this information on your blog you've got it on your google my business page and on all your social media channels it's really really nice to complete that circle by pushing it to your audience email addresses so i would recommend that as like a once they've mastered social media marketing that would definitely be my next priority so using your uh your social media media marketing you're developing your email list essentially and then that that would be the people that you would push your emails out to. Is, Hundred percent. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. How? Yeah. My here's my favorite final question. 
is is there anything that that we haven't discussed that would be of interest here that we should mention at this point well i think you know like i say is the hardest part people who are perfectionists and a lot of business owners tend to be sometimes they can get mired in this analysis analysis paralysis they can really we take our brand so seriously we take our reputations so seriously that we overthink the output and so for that reason i would say you know start where you are comfortable and remind people like video I myself, I get really intimidated by live video. Don't start there. Don't limit yourself to the most intimidating piece. Some people don't think their photography is up to snuff. But remind yourself, you you don't have to start at a Condé Nast level. Starting is the, the most difficult and most important step. So I would get started and then they can form a community with one another thanks to you and the community of, of podcast audience that you've built and compare notes. So I think just getting started and getting out there. The nice thing I think that has happened as a result of the pandemic is people, there are still keyboard warriors and there are still people who are you know, always going to be critical, but I feel like we are in a mood to give one another grace. (laughs) And so, so give yourself grace and start out imperfect and build from there. Leading up, up here to, to this, are there ways that you help, uh, small business owners and, and how would people get a hold of you if, if they wanted some of your expertise and help? Sure, sure. We do. We um, that's a big part of what we do. So, we we do offer just social media management. And what our approach is a little different. We call it tandem management. So we tend to execute on behalf of business owners who are just too busy. So I'm working with a gal just before I got on this call with you. And she has a lot going on. She has a media crisis. She's got all of these things going on. But you know the good news? Her posts are scheduled for social media. We didn't even have to talk about it. So (laughs) her posts are already prepared. They're professional. They're polished. And they're ready to go because she is busy doing other things. So when people are at that point where they're like, you know what? It's sort of like with any business. Doesn't everyone start this way? It's like you start with your own accounting and you're like, Ah, you know what? Yeah. There's probably someone who can do this better than me. And so when you are looking for, we have a whole team of, we have videographers, we have video editors. So people who send us raw video content, they can, you know, edit it. We have graphic designers, we have content writers. So we do have a, a team of folks, myself included, who do manage that. And because we do tend to work, uh, we're not limited to, but we do tend to work with pawn shops. It's just pawnbroker network dot com is uh, my URL. Easy way to find me. Okay, I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes. Uh, Thank and you. Yeah. So if you're if you're on a treadmill or out walking or driving your car, or listening to this, just go back to the show notes, and we'll have links uh, uh, links to Cindy's business, and you can contact her through the website. And if you would like to contact me, you can do that by email. And I always appreciate emails, comments, and that's at Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at hometravelagent.net. 
or on Facebook at facebook.com slash HBTAS, the initials for the Home-Based Travel Agent Show. So you can find me there. I want to thank Cindy for the fascinating discussion. I, I really think that I could I could talk to Cindy for the next four or five hours and and, and continue. <laughs> all right, sounds like a plan. Yeah, continue to be fascinated <laughs> with all this. Good. And and what a help! I want to thank you for being a part of the Home Base Travel Agent Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us today, and I'm grateful to have you as a listener. And I also want to thank Cindy for providing us with some valuable information on using social media. So, I just want to ask you to please drop me an email if you have questions or comments. And the email is barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at hometravelagent.net. And don't forget to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash H-B-T-A-S. Again, I'm honored you've joined us today for the show, and we'll be back soon with another show, so stay tuned. Until then, safe travel, stay healthy, and hey, let's work together to grow your business. Bye-bye for now. A new place, a new home, for a while, let me feel alive. Nothing to hold me back, take my time, just enjoy the ride. A new man passing by, life is good, best I've ever felt. 